0: world. Podcasts fill the streets. It's up to two men to bring order to the cast. (laughs) The Hardcasters. Hello and welcome to Hardcasters. We're here to kick any unwanted people out of our podcast, but doing it while being very kind and very polite. Um, I'm uh, Dom De Plum, and opposite me, in a digital sense, is Dick Versage.
1: Hello, coming at at you, Margaret Thatcher. (laughs) Exactly. She'd she'd make a good movie villain, wouldn't
0: she? I think she'd make a good, I mean, if it was the 80s, she'd make a good cop, like a female cop action film. Yeah. The Iron Lady I mean imagine repitching that the iron the Lady. Iron Lady yeah Ma- Maggie Thatcher detective <laughs> Thatcher it's, it writes itself we we'll have to do this one week um Can we no 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 we'll stop at what we're doing right now <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> Margaret Thatcher in <laughs> Yeah.
0: just put that one time for now and then come back to that very soon yeah it's almost perfect and um, I, I I thought we'd start a little bit just by um Filling in some back, I think we've made it clear over the last few episodes what our deal is. I think very, very clear. Um, we're obviously two French kind of private detectives. Very, very French as well. Yeah, um, I'm uh, uh, sort of descended from my parents were cops that fucks shit up in the streets of Paris in the late seventies. Um, and I believe your parents were your French Canadian and your parents were Royal Mounted police officers. Is that the Royal Mounted police Mounted,
1: Royal, ma- Royal Mounted bastards. That's what they
0: were. Yeah. And that's how yeah. you got the nickname, the Mounter, isn't it? No. Um, you know, currently we've, we've put our detective agency on pause for a bit and we're currently running a bar. I say running a bar. We're running the security at a bar. Manning the door, as they say in the, uh... Parliament to the industry. Yes. Um, now we're not going to give you the name of the bar because obviously we don't want you flocking to to find us to watch us dealing out uh, a very particular kind of justice in uh, uh, um, you know in the the dive that we're in. Um, but it was only the other day we were giving putting the boot into some drunkard when we looked at each other, chuckled, and remembered that actually we got the idea from one of our favourite action movies, and we thought we'd. Uh, talk about that today we are of course talking about broken arrow no uh, roadhouse um, whose house right the roads house <laughs> um now roadhouse is just amazing and funnily enough we we you know we here at hardcasters have a kind of watch list of things that we probably should do and roadhouse didn't appear on it it just suddenly popped into our heads one day that Oh my god we how could we have neglected this because it is somewhat of a nom- an anomaly so
1: again we staggered into like, we staggered into it like a, like a drunk would stagger into a pub
0: yeah and um, he's like oh, actually hello roadhouse how are you yeah I'm very pissed. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah i mean it's um is kind of an anomaly because it 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 comes at a time where patrick swayze is you know not only a big star but a, a kind of heartthrob And a kind of romantic lead. And he takes what is an incredibly sleazy and ultra-violent... I mean, essentially a martial arts movie to some degree. It is an action film. Quite... Yeah, quite clearly an action film. But it's also... uh, Kind of got this sexuality to it that's quite kind of charged. Um, It's an anomaly, but... It's it's almost perfect. And I'm going to say it out of the bat. It's almost perfect. Because I have one and only one criticism of this film. And we'll get to it towards the end. It's not a major one. It's one thing I just kind of wish it's just missing in one scene something. And I'll explain that as we get to it. But beyond that, that moment, every <laughs> minute of this is pretty much perfect. So... Um, I don't think this is one we're going to need to spend much time recounting the plot. Really, um, I mean,
1: it's really a big bar fight. The whole is, film is
0: yeah. a broken-up
1: pub fight. It's great, yeah. to be fair. It's, it's entertaining. It's and even like the opening scene, we 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 see him at a bar, mm. and it's like a huge Wild West style, like people being thrown over bars, table. Mm. It's it's brilliant. It's so good.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh. I'm. I'm just. I've got IMDb open just in preparation for the keywords later on. Do you want me to read you the, um, the plot description on IMDb? A tough bouncer is hired to tame a dirty bar. That's it. And to be honest, that's all, that's, that is it. I mean, Sounds Patrick Fair Swayze plays there. Dalton, who is this incredibly tough person who just seems to be a master at martial arts. He's killed someone in his past. Uh, the rumour is he tore their throat out. Um foreshadowing um, Approached <laughs> Yeah. He uh he is approached by um uh the owner of a bar in this town called the double double deuce and double deuce do. and to come and clean it up because it's a bit of a, a dive, it's quite violent. And so he comes in and basically overhauls security, fires some people, knocks some other people into shape, and this kind of upsets Brad Wesley played by the brilliant Ben Gazzara who seems to be a local kind of mogul who's running a kind of protection racket and basically owns the town and just doesn't really like the fact that someone who's clearly more of an alpha male than him has moved in. Dalton kind of gets it on with Kelly Lynch's doc character who is an ex of Brad Wesley's. Um, uh, Sam Elliott turns up out of nowhere and just is Sam Elliott for a bit.
1: He's the craggy mentor figure, isn't he? Which is yeah. quite a nice little,
0: it's almost like a cameo, isn't it? But it's, it's a nice one. Yeah. Um, and then basically, it's a series of things where Brad Wesley puts the pressure on, Dalton, doesn't cave. So Brad Wesley ups the pressure. He burns down a couple of shops, you know, uh, beats up a couple of people. And ultimately, uh, Dalton just has enough and goes after him. And that's kind of the plot, really. Um, So it's weird because although it's an action movie and at times it feels really epic in some ways, not in in scope, but in the kind of confrontation. Um, And, you know, there's a scene where a a monster truck drives through a car showroom. There's a really good exploding car stunt. There's some pretty wicked fights. And yet it is just this small film about this rich guy gets pissed off that someone's better than him in town. Um, and I like yeah. that. What what are you, what are your key highlights from Now We've we've kind of summed up the plot in, in like <laughs> under five minutes. What are your key highlights for this film? What do you love about it? Well, I think the fact there's a monster truck in it oh, is firstly, already.
1: Yeah. Um, even yeah. when you see the villain sat looking sleazy outside the double deuce in a in a monster truck, you're thinking this is this is going to go off soon in this monster truck, and it does, mm. which is brilliant. Um. I like Swayze. I think he's really charismatic in this. He's um, he's clearly it's a role kind of to try and pull a female lord. It's in it, no doubt, mm. um, because he's got kind of lots of smouldering shots of Swayze. Gets his ass out about six times as well, but not really necessarily either. Um, yeah. but yeah, kind of he, he feels a bit quite you know legitimate, like a bit of a bad Um, I quite like the characters that inhabit the bar as well. They all feel a bit like kind of not just tropes they actually feel like nice little characters you've got kind of a blind fan play you've got the kind of barmaid who's quite quirky Mm. um you've got some nice townsfolk in there i believe the old man who uh red who he gets Mm. his um shot burnt down he used to be elvis's bodyguard i did a bit of reading about him, and he—he was a bit of a badass back in the day.
0: Keith David's in there, isn't he? Yeah, and he, half but, half. but I mean, he just—he just serves drinks. I mean, he doesn't really get any dialogue. I don't think. Sure, yeah, not like him. Well, it's weird because it's 1989, so it's not like he—he he hadn't been in things. I mean, he no. would have done. They Live by that point. Um, yeah, yeah. Unless maybe it was there. There was a bigger role and it was cut down. I don't know. But um, you've got a whole, Yeah, I mean, and it does. Feel Seem to be um, filled up with a fair amount of kind of stunt people. Um, I did some kind of cursory looking around. Now, weirdly, um, while we're talking about the cast, one of the people that I really like, and it's one of these people that I, I kind of wish I knew more about because I really <laughs> like him in, in a particular film, or uh, especially as a kid, um, and never really investigate, is a guy called... Anthony Um, DeLongis Now Anthony DeLongis Plays Ketchum Who's the character who drives the monster truck He's got the knife in his boot And he's one of the last To be killed off In the final kind of showdown Um, Hmm. Now Anthony DeLongis Also played Blade In Masters of the Universe The bald headed sword master Um, He also Is the villain in Jaguar Lives who fights Joe Lewis on top of the castle. And I'd never pinned those three things together. It was only kind of that I recognised the name in the cast list and thought, hang on, I know that name from somewhere. And, uh, you know, he's quite the swordsman. I think he's very good with a whip. And I think he basically, his main job now, is kind of stunt coordinating and fight coordinating, especially with weapons. Um, But I think he's a, whether he's a legit martial artist, but he's definitely a a good weapons guy. Um, And it seems that... You know, there's a few people in here. Terry Funk, I believe, Terry is a wrestler. Funk,
1: I say he's there isn't he? Was he James Earl Charlie in WWF? He was kind of a quite a big deal yeah. in the nineties.
0: Yeah, and weirdly, I mean, again, looking around, the the actress who plays Denise, which is kind of Ben Gazzara's um, trophy kind of girlfriend, who uh, does a kind of strip tease in the middle of the pub, I, and I don't know why she does it. I don't know whether it's to it, it can't really be to antagonise Dalton or seduce him. I'm not entirely sure. I think it was just to up the nudity count in the film. But um, she's as much a stunt woman as she's an actress. If you look at her IMDb credit, she's done lots of stunt work as well. So, yeah, it seems like it's kind of uh, filled with people who are very capable at either fighting or doing stunts. Um, just looking at the cast list as well, I recognise, notice here, that there's a character <laughs> in it character's name is pat mcgurn Beautiful. um a little yeah. fact I, th- I found out or I, th- I think
1: it it might be true so i'm going to run this by you as mm. well so one of the henchman characters mm. um i can't remember his name but he's the one that at the end he, he's basically in the stuffed animal section of ben house and he gets trapped mm. under a big polar bear like a stuffed polar bear and yeah he gurns a lot, and he's quite a big quite a round character and he, but he plays that kind of Southern kind of uh, rednecky. He's big, uh, big white T-shirt, red braces, yeah, and a kind of trucker hat. Now I think he was the kind of inspiration behind one of the bosses for the Streets of Rage Two game on the Mega Drive slash Sega Genesis. There's kind of like a fat boss that yeah. kind of comes along. I think he's based on. That's that's what that is character. That's based on that character. That can look interesting of the character with a kind of braces and the cap. I like it. You can, you can have that
0: one. Yeah, that's I, 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 I want that to be true. So that is the truth. That is now gospel. Um, so this film is essentially incredibly lurid. It's a film that is just packed with violence and nudity. Um, it's the kind of video. But if you didn't know anything about it and you were a, a kind of teenage boy and you just decided to take a risk and pick that one off the shelf, you'd probably be very, very happy, especially okay. in the 80s. It, it's everything you kind of want. And what's what's interesting about it is obviously, as per usual, the female nudity well outweighs the male. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of it is fairly gratuitous. But as you said, you know, we get a, a quite a a, a you know a close up of of Dalton's ass. Now when I say quite a big close up I don't mean like you know a medical close up. You don't see his his anus. <laughs> it's not like he he parts the cheeks or anything. Um and we're not going inside, but um it's a, it's a close up of his buttocks. Um now yeah. also I noticed at the very end um uh and maybe I was I maybe I was looking too hard, but when he leaps into the pool naked, um mm. you see his penis. Um so I think if yeah. you're if you're going frame by frame, you you've got yourself a little treat there. Little the th- Dalton makes an appearance at the end, basically. Yeah, little Dalton. But also, I think you know we, we talk a lot about the homoerotic undertones of a lot of these action films. The the fight between uh, Patrick Swayze's Dalton and uh, is it Jimmy? Jimmy, yeah, yeah. Who they who they, you know fights on the waterfront? I mean, that's that's two men in in tight denim. Uh, two sweaty shirtless men in tight denim wrestling around.
1: Very strange the the guy the, the Jimmy guy comes out with a very strange put down when he's kind of he's winning the fight, which is a bit like yeah, I, I used to
0: fuck guys like you in prison. Yes.
1: Um,
0: I mean it's it's an evocative image and yep. probably what you don't want to hear from anyone, man, woman or, or, or to a man or a woman. You know it's a threat of sexual assault. Or, or the the confirmation of a history of sexual assault, while you know in a chokehold, um, is kind of just adding insult to injury. I think at this stage. But you know, and this here's the thing: watching this film, you I can get whatever, what everyone sees in Patrick Swayze. I mean, it's difficult not to feel a little bit charmed by him <laughs> throughout yeah. this film. He's a very attractive human being. He wears some fairly bold costume choices in this and uh, at the start some very very high and wide trousers like almost up to his nipples the the belt line um and another point a kind of shirt that's also a kind of kimono like it but it's tucked in um yeah and you know he's got that that big old hair and he's got the i mean he's a he's more of a dancer you know he's not a martial artist and uh Benio riguez the uh or, or Kides I keep pronouncing his name wrong it's a name I've only ever seen written down. Benny the Jet, um, who mm-hmm. we mentioned before, he's the assassin in um, Gross Point Blank that fights John Kuzak. He's also John Cusack's trainer. He's done loads of fight cho- choreography. And who also did a lot of the fight choreography for this film was kind of Patrick Swayze's kind of tutor on this. So, you know, Patrick is not a martial artist, but as a dancer, he can kind of do the kicks and the kind of movements yeah. and what have you. Um, and he's got the body of a dancer. He's not a, a, a kind of... Muscular in the way that a lot of the action heroes of the '80s, but this is a very physical film. If people aren't hurting each other, they are, you know, arousing each other. Let's just put it like that. And there's something endearing about a film that just goes, "Nope, we're turning on the red light. This is just sex and violence. Deal with it." um it, It's to not say,
1: to sleaze, yeah. It up it's, to a,
0: it's a filthy little movie, but it doesn't pretend to be anything else. And I think. That's charming in its own weird way. Um, and the violence is, is you know, it's not, um, for the most part, ho- horrible. But, I mean, you know, people get head-butted and, and bloodied noses. And, you know, the the bar fights are traditional kind of Western bar fights to some degree. There's not, uh, in those kind of it's traditional martial arts, it's only when Jimmy turns up and challenges Dalton um, in both a bar fight and later by yeah. the lakeside that it becomes more martial arty but um and we get the payoff at which the lake. is the, which is the throat rip it's so outrageous like for some reason in my head i don't th- i think i always was aware of roadhouse as a film where a guy gets his throat torn out i would have loved to have seen that moment like fresh like not knowing that was coming yeah and just because who decides no he, you know he's not going to break his neck He's not gonna punch him in the head. He's not gonna strangle him. He's gonna tear out his throat. Like that's awesome. And in the film about bouncers, you know, it's not uh yeah. it's just so good. It just it just almost doesn't belong. Yeah, it's a bit like, whoa, he just ripped his throat out.
1: And yeah, yeah he do can't kind of, he just kinda it's of, very savage and I think it kind of plays to his character being that kind of he can tip over the edge a little bit and he's literally, he's deadly. So actually it's almost like he's been holding back and you get the kind of sense that he's, he earned this reputation a little bit. I think that's kind of the word it's punched on, but he still rips a man's throat out. And it, it's yeah. just, even even Kelly Lynch's character, Doc just looks at him and goes, you've just ripped a fucking man's throat out. Yeah.
0: Said, Jesus, What's come in? on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a doctor. My job is, if anything, to put throats back in, not not remove them. And that, that is a good fight. I mean, that is a really, you know, it's probably not the most technically complex or thrilling fight compared to modern martial arts films. Um, it's very much in the kind of um, lethal weapon rigs versus uh, Mr. Joshua kind of fight. You know, it's a good 80s uh, fight. I, 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 I kind of think it sits with the, with the lethal weapon fight and with... Bruce Willis at the end of Die Hard fighting um, Alexander Goodenough. Sweaty 80s men just being brutal to each other. I'm not saying that's a kink of mine. I'm just saying, you know, I like it when I see it. I'm, I'm not, see, I'm it's on the download button. bar at the bottom of your scared screen. Now. Oh, I'll just, I'll just hide that. Sorry. The other thing I think we should mention before we go, we we, we, we stop talking about the film, is um, Ben Gazzara, who, uh, you know, within about 30 minutes of watching this film, I want to reach into the screen and punch his smug little round oh. berry-like face. What a prick! What a he berry-faced plays. prick. <laughs> and, I mean, he plays I, a sh- shitty little fucker, basically, doesn't he? <laughs> he, <laughs> says, <laughs> he might be. You know, we've we've talked about a lot of shits in 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 the in our time as podcasters, and we've created a lot of shits. He might be the shittiest. He just grins as he ruins people's lives, and he's, yeah. he's literally like this little toddler. Who just, ma- who just go, I want this. And if I don't get it, I'll drive a fucking monster trunk through your car, through, your, through yeah. your car showroom. And so you're just waiting, just waiting for his face to get smashed in, for someone to stamp on his very face. It doesn't um, happen. Again, it's a bit disappointing because at the well, end, you just want him to get
1: just beaten around the place. just And it doesn't happen yeah. apart from.
0: The kind
1: of villages, if you like, the kind
0: yeah. of you know. The, so the... so, yeah. Th- this is this is where this is where I'm going to be just momentarily critical of the film, and it it doesn't spoil the film. It doesn't make the film a bad movie. I just kind of think like, oh, if only, if only, you know. So essentially, Dalton. The last draw is that the Dalton's staying on a farm uh, mm-hmm. house with a kind of lovely rustic character who is renting out his room. He's got some horses and basically he wakes to find it all on fire. And that's when he sees, um, Jimmy kind of leaving a motorbike and that's where the fight happens. And in retaliation for Jimmy being killed, um, sorry, Brad Wesley kills Sam Elliott, who's Mm -hmm. kind of Dalton's only friend. And so Dalton goes, right, fuck this. I'm going on the assault. And basically Dalton assaults Ben Gazzara's house kind of grounds. Mm. And it starts off with him basically just knifing the pedal of a car to the to the floor and it drives in all of Ben Gazzara's kind of uh, henchmen open fire in it. And it's a really nice, fiery crash. And you think it's on. And I thought what happens is a lot of the deaths happen off screen. It's, it's, I can, I I could totally see why they're doing it. You know, Dalton is sneaking around, picking people off kind of slasher killer style, but essentially we follow Ketchum, Anthony DeLongis, as he basically just wanders around the house and just finds people unconscious and knocked out. There is a bit of a, of a tussle between the two, but I kind of wanted to see Dalton just go in and fuck shit up, just take everyone out. And then, you know, When he comes up against Ben Gazzara, yeah, I kind of felt like I wanted to go out for justice and just have him beat the living shit out of the little turd. But he doesn't. So Ben Gazzara gets a shot off. uh, Dalton's winged. And he gets to, you know, put the boot to to Dalton a little bit. And, uh, you know, narratively speaking, all the people in the town coming together and killing him and then pretending like I didn't see anything when the cops arrive makes sense it it's satisfying in a sense that everyone that's been wronged over the film gets to do it gets that to, 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 you know their their chunk of of Brad Wesley yeah. um but it, it, you kind of feel like Dalton's finale happens with the fight and, and peaks a little bit too soon i i would have liked to have seen not necessarily tear out a few more throats but you know kill a few more people in in creative ways um, and then just put the boot to Ben Gazzara uh, yeah. mercilessly. Um, so again, you know, it, it it feels like a bit of a softer finish than the others. Um has been think. I think. To just a degree, yeah. And again, it's still a great movie, and it's still, it still works, and, you know, it's still a, a bloody finale. It's just not... It doesn't feel like it matches the fight by the lake. But then maybe you could argue that, you know, if, if it was bigger than that, it would reduce the power of the fight by the lake. I don't know. But, um, yeah. In your head, what you've got is basically like the Dark Knight Rises when Bane first fights Batman
1: and just mm. batters him. I think what you want is that when he meets Ben Gazzara, the music goes off and stops. Mm. And he just walks around Ben Gazzara's house, just smacking him around a bit. I
0: think that's what you wanted, a 20-minute Ben Gazzara yeah. beatdown. Kind of like when Robocop is beating up um, Clarence Bodica. Just throwing him through gla- plate glass windows, through a glass yeah. table. Um, and then the villagers... We're calling them the villagers, like they're fighting Frankenstein. They're the the, the, pe- the townsfolk. Um, yeah. You know, shotgun him up, and then just Dalton runs in at the last minute, and I don't know, punches his head off or something. You know, just something like the final blow, or whatever, would have been yeah. nice. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I guess narrative logic and character arcs won the day over sleaze and violence and it's not just like i say you know the film's got plenty of that so you know i concede they probably made the right choice but maybe not the fun choice aside from that roadhouse is just an absolute gem um and again it would be interesting it would have been interesting to see what that film would have been like had they cast a martial artist i mean I'm not for any second saying I want to see Steven Seagal's naked ass or him uh, have sex with Kelly Lynch up against the wall. I think that would be a horrifying sight. But actually, you know, 1989 um, Seagal in those fight scenes would have been yeah. something to yeah. see.
1: Yeah. Um, I think now it's almost like she'd be attacked by industrial foam. I think that's yeah. what it would look like. If, if, if that sex scene would have happened, just think he's just a big, massive, chalky mess.
0: Yeah.
1: Isn't there a Roadhouse 2?
0: Yeah, and I, I can't imagine for a second it's 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 anywhere near this. I, I I, mean, I don't want to talk about a film I haven't seen, but I think considering the time it was made and it was straight to video, I can't imagine it's got that, that thick film of 80s sleaze over it i think it I might think be a little bit
1: it yeah it's a perfect 80s film because mm. 80s just had that smoky bar sleazy everyone's just a bit sleazy and dodgy
0: element yeah to it the, the, this film is the is the cinematic equivalent of a sticky bar floor and that got me thinking because i was thinking like actually well you know could this be remade could you put uh, a Scott Adkins type or or gender swapping, have a female martial artist in there like a, a, a UFC or MMA fighter in there would be quite good. But I, I don't know whether you would get in a modern film, you'd get away with the kind of sex and violence level. And then I was thinking, well, TV series, make it an HBO TV series about bouncers like have. Mm. Over a season, spend that time cranking up that tension of corruption and people sleeping with each other and fighting each other and yeah. slow reveal of, of whoever this Dalton character is in the TV series coming out and expand on other people's backstories and also have bone-crunching, uh, you know, Game of Thrones-style violence every week. Imagine the bloodbath in the series finale, you know, I, th- I think I- I'd watch a-, a roadhouse TV series on HBO. Yeah. And I yeah, think there'd no, be the I'm, potential I'm... for it to be good, like genuinely good, like the, the drama of that kind of sleazy area. It, people who, you know, sleep in the day and wake up at night and just have to, Pick up teeth off the floor and and throw drunk people around. I think that would be a really kind of crunchy TV you know, series. I think it'd be good if they just said it did the whole set in the
1: eight. Quite like in eighteen
0: seventeen, like a Victorian yeah. roadhouse. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. In the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. I mean, I'd watch it. Everyone doing old style fisticuffs, crazy with a big bluff. <laughs> the 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 main character could be a guy with a big curly mustache, like um. Uh, Tom Hardy and Bronson. I mean, we Absolutely. could. This this could be the film we pitch later. Um, okay, so let's do some keywords uh, because I think we've established that Roadhouse is yeah. awesome, and the only the only way it falls down is it could have had more heads being punched off at the end. But um, beyond that, it's a wicked wicked film. If you're happy to get a bit dirty watching it, just to keep you updated. Um, last time we uploaded six keywords to cut co- the commando keywords section uh, all of which have been approved to the point where i'm now thinking that um th- th- you know you can just put any old shit on imdb I, I'm, I'm i'm not sure this is <laughs> i was kind of hoping there'd be at least some that get rejected so um chain mail vest witty comeback and steel drum i think they're all fairly fairly okay uh, we also got weak arm little driver and rubbish dummy uh, on there as well, um so yeah. W- apparently, we can put any old crap. In now, the world, one keyword at a time. Yeah, and Please. oh god, oh I've just looked at the I've just looked at the Roadhouse ones. No one wants to hear me read these out because this will just sound like some weird erotic podcast. So I'm going to start going. uh let, Let's let's you know do one. this as kind of an endurance <laughs> test. So, the first one is wet g-string contest. Leg spreading, having sex with skirt hiked up, woman disrobing, breast fondling, upskirt, female frontal nudity, female removes her clothes, spread eagle, rear entry sex, (laughs) sexy legs. (laughs) I don't know why sexy legs make me laugh. Um, Stripper, sex standing up, Panty hose, no panties, um, and on it goes. Female rear nudity, kissing while had copulation, public nudity. Um, it doesn't sound like an action film, does it? I mean, for God's sake, someone's put the... My God, someone's put the keyword creamy legs. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Creamy <laughs> legs?
1: <laughs> hey. Just, just quickly, though, can we have that as, a, as the title
0: for our... Uh, <laughs> our 100%. EP. And then, uh, literally, uh, you know, there's the occasional barkeeper, bouncer, but it's all voyeur, uh, bare butt, stripping, underwear, and then stuffed animal, uh, passionate kiss, spear. Um, oh, here we go. Murder, for monster truck. Oh, Back to male, male pubic hair, barn fire. So, um Billiard Hall. So, you know, uh, clearly someone has gone to town here with all the sexy stuff. Um, so w- what are we going to add? I mean, I, I, I don't think we're going to come up with anything as good as Creamy Legs. He's <laughs> <laughs> throat
1: ripping there. He's got to be in there.
0: I, I mean... It, it looks like it's broken you looking at this list of words <laughs> i you know what i'm looking through here it didn't leap out at me you'd think the amount of words put in here <laughs> polar bear um the, <laughs> the the amount of work put in here by people to just say how like different ways of explaining that there's nudity and sex in here i'd mm. expect there to be more than one Reference to throat ripping, I I can't find one. That's outrageous.
1: That is outrageous.
0: I mean, I'm going to put it in. Like,
1: I've got another one as well. I I think we 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 sully ourselves here mm-hmm. and go with the uh, with the kind of sleazy tone. Because when he, we we see Patrick Swayze's bottom, um, yeah. it's the barmaid taking him a coffee for breakfast, which is a bit weird. So why don't we have um, coffee bottom?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Coffee bottom. He's going in. I mean, if we're we're having creamy legs, coffee bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's definitely going in. I suspect that was Jimmy's nickname in prison. (laughs) Um... (laughs) <laughs> what else what else made us lot uh, can, can I put <laughs> I'm going to put berry face in because <laughs> I mean <laughs> why not why not Throat rip coffee bottom berry face um, that's it there's no discussion it's going in It's now time to um, pitch a movie. Um, And I I like the idea of somebody guarding something. Mm. Like, you know, sticking with the bouncer thing, but maybe not a bouncer, (laughs) maybe someone. What would be something uh, uh, possibly amusing or evocative for someone to be guarding? Like, would you have... You wouldn't have a a bouncer or security of fairground. Yeah. Um, What about
1: Just pointing out there. mm. Again, I'm going 80s. What about a doorman for a roller disco? Yeah, I mean... yeah. a bouncer to wear rollerblades
0: or roller skates. Oh, because... Yeah, because roller skates and BMXs were big in the 80s, so we could do... It's a... it's a f- action kind of fight movie, like Rollerball. They're on rollerblades. Yeah. This is perfect. Okay, let's get let's let's uh fire up the generator. Now the generator, I'll warn you the audience out there, you know who you are. That the no, he's just gone, he's left. Oh, is he gone? Is it just us? Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: I think I think creamy legs made him feel sick. I think he's gone. <laughs> Because creamy legs, sorry, not to, to dwell on this, doesn't sound sexy. I'm just imagining like them covered in salad cream or something, just like, yeah, like, just awful, like or really just, like, bad. You've gone into a really horrible
1: chicken shop. Yeah, like, I'll have some, I'll have some uh, chicken bites and some
0: creamy legs. Like, <laughs> oh. Okay, so uh, okay, so I'm gonna we're gonna go with the the generator. What I was gonna say is uh, it's running a little bit slow um i think it needs some oiling um so uh we'll give it a go and uh let's see if any of these titles that come up i'll be fitting of a roller skate themed bouncer movie gradual fiddlers oh wishful wheels oh wheels i mean what want wheels uh cyborg dragons the next chapter french maze i don't know that's a good title but i don't know if it's fitting um spurting trust (laughs) spurting trust for more fight um a little bit on the nose there illegal bike uh that's probably a a street hawk kind of uh ripoff smoky devils or badge of diamonds Badge of Diamonds is a good title for another day. I like Smoky Devils, because it could be like the, the team of rollerbladers or something. Or, or Cannonball Maniacs 2 Steaming Prolapse. <laughs> <laughs> I like Cannonball Maniacs. That that's that's a good name for a roller derby team. Yeah. Um, Steaming Prolapse. <laughs> what else have we got? Um, Furious Escape. Suspicious Sisters? Uh, probably not. Probably not. That sounds like a, an an early 90s rock group. We're not having inappropriate love. That just takes us down a path we don't want to go. <laughs> Crying Academy? <laughs> I, I, I don't. The straight to video generator I think peaked early. Uh, yeah. Oh, neon school. Yeah, neon, neon, wheels, neon. Ne- neon. Neon neon oh, neon devils! No, let's let's end there. So, thank you very much, uh, uh, action film title generator. Um, I, you're starting to smoke, so I'm going to shut you down. You may rest now. Your work is done. Um, so, yes, uh, we are pitching uh, neon devils, um, and it's a film about a bouncers at a roller disco. It has. It has. I think. Neon Devils, dot, dot, wheels of justice. Yes, wheels, yeah. So um, I like the idea then that there's there's basically sticking with the kind of roadhouse s- style thing where you have a new bouncer come in and revolutionise things. But the, in this case, the bouncer is an undercover cop. Okay. Because maybe someone's running a drug operation out of the roller disco and they want someone on the inside. So they, they take uh, a a cop who is currently on suspension for um, being a bit heavy handed. I know police brutality is nothing, no laughing matter, but in the eighties, you know, that was seen as a positive boon for an action film character. Um, And he's uh, been told to go undercover as a, as a roller skate wearing, uh bouncer so the question here is who is going to be playing our bouncer i think in the vein of of roadhouse we should possibly not go with a traditional action star. um i don't know if you agree what what was you, you 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 seemed immediately to have some i saw your eyes light up when i said who right. go for it who Picture this yeah
1: emerging from the back of the smoking club i've got two yeah. choices sorry yeah one Kind of fly like not. I'm not even thinking rollerblades like big old roller skates, just kind of flying through, knocking tables over,
0: either Bill Duke, yep, or Gary Busey. Oh man, it's good, Gary. I mean, it's got to be Gary Busey. It's got to be Busey, um, eighties Busey with that with that big, that big white mullet,
1: um
0: those teeth he's got like a mouth like a horse and not entirely in shape let's be fair um not 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 out of shape but not the kind of person who should be practicing tai chi in just a tight pair of jeans but i cannot wait to see him practice tai chi in just a tight pair of jeans so, Gary Busey is our. Don't oh, okay, forget he's on roller skates as well. He should be on any, any, any day the week. <laughs> I, I like the whole. The, the selling point of this film is that at no point is anyone not on roller skates. Like, yeah. <laughs> And the outtakes uh, are just of just people like doing dialogue scenes and then suddenly just slipping over oh. with a big tray I just of think drinks. It's <laughs> continuous Gary Busey
1: flying past his queue. And just crashing and swearing really loudly at a soundboy. He just (laughs) smashed
0: Yeah. Okay. So, um, Gary Busey. What's, okay. What's our character's name? Um, Um, Dethro Kenko. Dethro Kenko. Brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Okay. Uh, he's, (laughs) yeah. Love it. Um, so yeah, okay. There's a roller disco. It is run by and and to keep this a bit more refined, um, the love interest is going to be um, the owner of the um, of the roller disco. Okay. Um, and she's going to be a tough businesswoman with shoulder pads and shit, um, yeah. but clearly she's not happy. Uh, I, th- I like the idea she's running the place almost like a franchise and the person that owns mm. the franchise is the person who's corrupt. Okay. So she's like a whistleblower. She's she's mm. contacted the police. She knows that is a cop mm. and she wants the drug element out so she can run it like a proper business. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm thinking maybe someone someone like Elizabeth Shue. Okay. Because that'd be cocktail-era Elizabeth Shue, yeah. right? Yeah, I was thinking um, Gina Gershon, but I think Elizabeth Shoe fits. Yeah. Shoe fits. If the shoe fits, you cast her. I will say this, I'm going to say this now, we we did talk about, because we talked about Gina Gershon in the first two podcasts. Um, we need to pitch a movie where she's the not the love interest, the star. I think that next yeah, week, we'll whatever, we, whatever film we cover, uh, next week's film stars Gina Gershon. Um, yeah. But for now... Elizabeth Shue with quite, I like the idea of quite high hair, like um, okay. Gozer from Ghostbusters and shoulder pads. Yeah. Um, uh, a little bit Grace Jones um, right. and then Gary Busey. And so Gary Busey, I just want to paint a picture of Gary Busey for now. So obviously we know what Busey looks like. He's grown his hair out to Swayze proportions. It's a, it's a lovely quaffed yeah. kind of lion's mane. Um, mm. Very tight jeans. Like, very tight. Yeah. Jeans that are kind of just up, just below nipples.
1: Mm. But he's, he looked really strange in them because he looked like they're just trying to fight to get out. Yeah. And I think I could boy George kimono over
0: the top. <laughs> but like, being cut at the shoulders. Are you are you daring to pitch a sleeveless kimono? Comm- <laughs> I am. <laughs> Perfect. And one glove. One driving glove. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um great. Um I'm in. And I I love the I I, I kind of like the idea that when he when he's not on duty his kind of socializing outfit is the same outfit only he's no longer wearing jeans it's just the kimono but still roller skates. <laughs> yeah. I think I think we start the movie with what got uh Death Row Kenko into into hot water, so I think it starts with him as a cop. And I, I like the idea that when we meet him, he's a bit more straight laced. He's a bit more kind of bit more tango than cash. Um, yeah. So he's kind of a, you know a detective. Should we should we do the dead partner thing? We don't do. We haven't done that a lot really. No, mm-hmm. we so he's out on patrol with his partner. Um, uh, they, it's a routine bust. They chase this this perp into a hmm. warehouse, and the perp shoots his partner dead. Yeah. So Kenko um, drops his gun, hmm. throws police procedure to the wind to the wind, um, and demonstrates what can only be described as uh, Gary uses best guess at what martial arts is. He's kind of. I imagine he's got a very wide stance. His legs are very wide apart. Yeah. And he's just kind of waving his arms about. Making like, what? Oh, yeah. he's doing all the actions a long time. Yeah. And I'm going to say that we're going to... He's going to have a special move, like the throat rip. Um, and as he builds up to it, um, there's a bit in Fist of Fury where, where Bruce Lee's moving his hands and they kind of do a ghost effect so there's a, yeah, like a trail yeah. and so Busey starts doing that um, and the guy goes for him now obviously we can't have a throat rip because that's been done before so may I propose an alternative finishing move for Gary oh, yeah. as Well, motion let's, let's compare um, I want him to full on predator style tear a man's spine out in one Ooh. move just like and there's a spine with a skull on the end uh, oh. and I like the idea that he pulls... He's got the... He's holding the base of the spine, where the coccyx would be. Yeah. The spine is elongated, and he's staring the skull, the blooded skull, in the eyes and screaming at it. <laughs> uh, as the floppy remains of the now spineless uh, uh, perpetrator, the carcass, just folds up on the floor, just screaming at the skull. Better than mine. What yeah. was yours? Just rips his cock I mean... <laughs> I mean, he's, he's going to rip a man's cock off late at some point. <laughs> in fact, in fact, I like the idea he rips more than one man's cock off while just roller skating past people, just tearing their cocks off. But that'll be for later on yeah. in the film. So anyway, we fast forward to uh, Elizabeth Shue's uh, character. Uh, <laughs> what, what's her name going to be? She's, she's a tough businesswoman. Gladys. Gladys, Gladys, Fire Horse. <laughs> Gladys, Gladys Fire <Firehorse. laughs> Yeah, yeah. And what's the name of the what's the name of the disco? The Double Juice uh-huh. is quite a famous thing. So what's yeah, the kind, yeah. what's the name of the of the the roller disco?
1: I quite like alliteration. So I think we yeah. stick with the alliteration like of
0: double
1: deuce,
0: um, yeah. Randy Rollers, <laughs> Randy, Randy, Rollers. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe her name's Randy. Randy Firehorse, and it could Firehorse. be Rand Randy's Rollers. Randy's Rollers. I like yeah. that because we say this is a franchise. She's a businesswoman, but this is still in a, a sleazy shithole like in the oh, country somewhere. Okay. This is not like this is not an upmarket place. Randy's Rollers. Yeah. Um, and she's trying to clean the place up, but we, we, we arrive at the point and we get a sense of what kind of place the management level above her want this to be. So I, you know, st- sticking with, I want to do the same level of sleaze as Roadhouse, but I want to make it a little more equal. So for every bit of female nudity or female objectification, I want <laughs> the equal male objectification and i warn I th- you i warn you out there people that means that we are going to put a lot of images of gary busey in your head tonight that you are not going to be able to unimagine just just warned i'd
1: say i think randy's rollers should have a male roller dance troupe who basically they yes. to be to come out in like just roller skates and like just like like white kind of 80s tight white pants and they and yes. they're all kind of start like chipping they're really kind of toned but then, obviously, to blend in, Busey does that as well. He's up there with them, and he just looks horrific.
0: Yeah. So we 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 started Roadhouse starts with a wet G string competition, right? So I'm going to go out and say the dance troupe hmm. are going to be called Wet Dicks, and <laughs> <laughs> they 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 arrive. It's like st- <laughs> Like Starlight Express, they come out. There's like a ramp, like a Hot Wheels ramp that goes around the roller disco, and they're all holding each other's waist. So they're in a train, but as they come out, there's like a car wash roller thing. Yeah, yeah. And they come out, and they're wearing like silk boxes that go immediately see through. And one of theirs gets caught in the rollers and just pulls straight off. So they're just rolling around with soggy crotches and exposed genitals. (laughs) Yeah, can that be right. Gary Beauty
1: later on as well? You'd yeah, get stuck in the role.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I've got an idea. I've got an idea for that. Um, and then, but then, like I say, you know, we're we're talking so then there maybe like the 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 waitresses are mainly female and they're mm. in essentially see through tops or whatever and they're roller skating around with trays of drinks um, and what have you um, and. Elizabeth Shoe's Randy Firehorse is looking out from her office, and she's seeing, you know, uh, drunk women on hen nights um, trying to mm. grab at the the penises as they, they race by. Um, <laughs> maybe I like the idea that one of them actually gets their hand on one, and it causes the the train of roller skating men to to, to, to derail and crash into the drum set or yeah. whatever, and yeah. someone gets really hurt. Um, and equally, the drunk men are, you know, uh, harassing the female waitresses. You're just like this is yeah. bullshit. <clears throat> but none more worse than the fact that the uh, the big sleazy boss, the Ben Gazara of the of the thing who owns the franchise, has come to visit. And he's having a meeting with Elizabeth Shue's character. And it's basically, she's saying like, look, I think there's drugs coming out here. And he's like, I know that's part of the deal. Um, You just have to put up with it. And if you don't like that, I'll hire someone else. And he can make some vaguely chauvinistic remarks um, just to make him eat a little bit shittier. Um, I think he puts in place uh, a relative of his as like the head barman who... um, He's really sleazy and kind of spies on Elizabeth Shue's character and just makes her really uncomfortable. So that means we need... Uh, and he's, and then, obviously, this, the the bad guy's got uh, a henchman. So we need to cast yeah. the sleazy Ben Gazzara role. And ben, yeah. We've already had Ben Gazzara, so we need to pick someone else. I've we got need, two ideas for that one. Fantastic. We need his henchman, who's going to be the physical threat to Gary Busey. And we need the disgusting, sleazy... Barman, who's the scumbag that's gonna uh that Gary Buse is gonna destroy, which starts the one upmanship of violence and vengeance with the sleaze character. So, who are we putting in our sleazy boss character? Right, well, I've got two ideas for this because
1: Ben Gazzara is kind of he doesn't he doesn't appear as an 80s villain, or anything else that I know of, he's yeah. not particularly associated with the action genre. Mm-hmm. So, I think we go someone against types either. I've got Chevy Chase in my head for some reason. Nice. I like that. Or what's the guy from um, Beverly Hills Cop who goes, there's people out there with chainsaws, for God's sake. Uh, oh. uh, can also, whoever we cast, the, the, um, the, the sleazy villain, because he's, he's fully invested in his brand of the mm. franchise, and he promotes it, can he always, he always wear roller skates as well? So when you first see him, he just rolls
0: onto the screen,
1: menacingly, and stares at the camera on his roller skates.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's always just just slowly gliding around in the background. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so I think for the henchman, we'll pick... Oh, I know. I know. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you to Google, Google this guy. Okay. Because when you see his face you will know exactly who this guy is. He's someone who's in everything. Um, he's like, he popped up in things like the A-Team a lot. I'm going to ask you to, and you out there in in the real world, to Google Robert Tessier. T-E-S-S-I-E-R, Robert Tessier. He's going to be our henchman. So he's going to be the henchman. I like that. Yeah. like that. And who can we have to play the kind of sleazy, sleazy character. Are we going full sleaze? Are we going like, he's a bit, he's a bit comedy as well? I mean, uh, yeah, I think there'd be... He's, he's pathetic, like a pathetic sleazy person. Yeah. Like, possibly like a Brad Doriff kind of vibe. Okay. But not necessarily Brad Doriff, Someone who could kind of... Just kind of lank hair and greasy and dirty, kind of snivelling... Um, the other guy I was thinking
1: of, for the you know, the Chevy Chase yeah. character, Gilbert Gottfried. Yes.
0: I mean, we could put him as the sleazy character. We could. He's got, he's got the voice. Let's do that. Let's put Gilbert Gottfried in as the sleazy right. character. Uh, okay, we've got okay. Chevy Chase on Roller Skates yeah. is the sleazy boss manager. Yeah.
1: Robert Tessier is the the, yeah. the muscle. And then Gilbert Gottfried is the sleazy.
0: Yeah. Oh, Barbie. and... and um, Busey's going to have a mentor character like Sam mm. Elliott who turns up halfway through the film and is immediately yeah. killed for revenge and that's going to be Harry Dean Stanton. Nice, nice, yeah. I like that. <clears throat> um, so, basically, there's going to be a series of confrontations um, and I think that Busey obviously comes in, upsets people by changing things around, sorts the bar out. I think that in order to make the show um more special he decides he's not only going to be the bouncer he's going to be in charge of entertainments he's going to take over the wet dicks dance troupe and so then elizabeth shoes randy firehose comes out one night and she's like where's where's kenko um (laughs) and they're like Oh, I think he went backstage with it, and then suddenly it's like, and tonight, and all the lights go down, and the <laughs> light, and there's spotlights going, and then the, the the rollers start going round, and then out comes the Starlight Express naked man train, but Buses yep. at the front, and he's got a pair of gold foil shorts on. He's Hallie Minogue. Yeah, he's painted in gold body paint, <laughs> as are the rest of the troop. Um and glitter bombs go off as he comes out, and he's going around. And what they've done is, he, he's going to be going around. He's going to be pointing at people, and as he points at people, they've set glitter bombs to go off on their tables. So it's this big, kind of it's like the inside of the crystal dome from Crystal Maze, but with naked men painted gold. And he's whizzing around and he gives a big toothy grin to Elizabeth shoes he goes by, and she can't help but laugh. <laughs> and that's the night that they make love. Um, she takes him up onto the roof and she's out on there and <laughs> she leads him by the hand. So he's still painted gold with foil shorts and on roller skates. She's just lead, dragging him across the roof and they're lit by moonlight. And yeah. then what follows is a, not pornographic, but fairly graphic soft core sex scene uh, yeah. on rooftop lit by neon lights. You know in Roadhouse that like the they put on the music, I can't remember what the song is, the the sort of Motown track. Oh yeah. And and uh they they start, you know, making out and then Swayze picks her up and moves her to the wall. So mm. <laughs> that's gonna happen. Busey puts on like he's got like little old kind of retro radio and he puts on a, a song and he picks up Elizabeth Shoe but then he's roller skating around the roof. <laughs> Uh, just crashing into things with her um and it 's really awkward he 's got one leg over his shoulder and he's he 's going around and like through bins and whatever um and that 's when it gets it gets really sweaty and dirty mm. and basically all the gold paint's rubbing off on her uh you can 't retell really where Elizabeth shoe ends, and Gary busey mm. begins there 's lots of ger- sexual sexual gurning. Uh yeah. off his shorts come, <laughs> come off. <laughs> That's, I've just got one image of a, a you can't really tell what's going on, but both Buzy's legs are in the air with those big roller boots on the end. <laughs> and Elizabeth moving up and down between.
1: And it's also do you
0: know, the, the hand thing where the hand moves and it's all like he's just he's just a closer of him. Yes. just like, ghosting, like, yeah. The Again, the scene in Roadhouse where they kind of wake up and he's naked on the on the rooftop and she walks over to him. She wakes up in the middle of the night. Her hair's a fucking mess. I mean, it was big and up to start with. Now it's, it's at weird angles. It's got, she's got gold paint smeared all over her, glitter in her hair. His pair of gold shorts have somehow gone up her arm and over her shoulder. And She walks over to him and he's just stood on the roof in his roller skates and nothing else, just with his hands on his hips, just looking out like fully frontal naked and he's shot in like a mid shot. So every time we cut to him, we can see his genitals just hanging there and he's covered in smeared paint and all sorts. And they have a tender conversation, but he's just, you know, his, his, his cock and balls are in the wind, just blowing in the breeze. Um, and clearly he wants to help her get out of this situation, and then right at the end, just before we yell, just before it cuts, it, you know, he clearly falls off, falls over on his <laughs> roller skates into the gravel and really hurts himself. Um, yeah. <laughs> now and he falls like a, just a windscreen, so he falls onto it <laughs> and he just like squashed Garfield.
1: He, he fell face first, splat. Yeah. <laughs> and it, The camera link for aged. I've yeah. also got a little in-, in my head as well, going yeah. back to the first meet Yuzi. And he first takes the role of of yeah roller dancer. <laughs> that, he, um, that basically doesn't the first act doesn't go well. So there's like a, there's a party of thirty women. You've gone there yeah. uh, on a hen night, mm. and all of a sudden it kicks off. And it's his first time wearing the rollerblades, and he mm. attempts to run over at break up. And he flies onto the kind of big track dance floor, mm. and then basically he's kind of he, he he just kind of takes off, and he's a bit downhill, and he's, he's going full pelt and his people being knocked away, and he's trying to fight everyone. But then it cuts to a story cam of, of his reaction. You know, like the havoc I tell see when he's drunk yeah. in Mean Streets. So it just cuts to Gary Busey flying down a ramp, and yeah. his, his real-time reaction is just going too fast. <laughs> <laughs> and it's there for ages. Snorry story cam of it on roller skates. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just smacking in the face. <laughs> so, I, so, okay, so I like the idea then that... Um... Word has got back to Chevy Chase. You know, I keep forgetting is in this movie. <laughs> to Chevy Chase. And Chevy Chase does not like the fact that, that Gary Buse's character has, you know, turned mm. this place around and won the, you know, with his uh, incredible performance, won the appreciation of the audience. So they, they orchestrate an accident and wet dicks, uh, they, they disconnect part of the ramp and wet, Di- wet dicks come off the ramp and they all get really hurt. And Busey's, you know, they're all lying on the floor in various degrees of nudity, and Gary Busey's got one in his arms like, no! And they've all got twisted ankles and shit. <laughs> and then Chibi <laughs> Chase comes in with his dance troupe. Um, which is, I, th- I think, should be some kind of horse breeding reference. Like, um, I don't know, hard um, stallions or something. Yeah. Uh, oh no um hang on hot bucks they're called hot bucks um and they're not just dancers but they're also they're all ex-convicts basically and a lot of them usually recognizes from his police days and so they're doing their thing and it's more aggressive. They're, they're going up to women I and mean, men in the audience and kind of rub themselves up against each other. Um, they're they're antagonising people. And Busey turns up back in his denim. Um, I, I like the idea of denim cut-offs, like Daisy Dukes now. Um, and the kimono outfit. But you meant a denim like, like, kimono. Man. I was like, denim kimono. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, denim kimono, absolutely. And he's like, I'm having none of this. So he starts roller skating around. And what what... Becomes this kind of beautiful mix of roller skating, dance and action sequence, which ends in him going into his full martial arts kind of trance. Um, and that's when he starts pulling off cocks. So he's rolling, he's around, just, plop, plop, just plucking them out. I like the idea he picks up like a bag. He's got like a basket and he's just filling the basket full of, full a, ba- of a bag, b- of, bag of, dicks. of cocks. <laughs> And he delivers the basket to Chevy Chase. There you go. It's a basket of cocks. Um, and Chevy Chase is, is, is incensed. He's not happy about that. He's livid at uh, being presented with a basket full of men's penises. Um, and ultimately, then, that's when Harry Dean Stanton turns up. What's his name? <laughs> Oakland Buffalo. Oakland Buffalo. <laughs> um, and... Harry Dean Santon, we've, we've asked him to grow his hair out like Sam Elliott. Yep. And we've given him a massive cowboy hat and chaps. Brilliant. And Busey's like, I, I swore I'd never rip another man's spine out. And Harry Dean Santon's like, You know, you can't escape your past. You are who you are. This is clearly you. I've never seen you so comfortable in your own skin. Um, you should stop being so hard on yourself. You know, you've got, you're living the dream here you've got a beautiful woman and every night you can roll a skate round and fight people. Um, <clears throat> you know, what more do you want? And then he goes, well, I'm not sure. I think, I think maybe my life of would be behind me. And then Chevy chase kills Harry Dean Stanton um, in, in some elaborate way. And then Busey just loses his shit. So this is where he heads off to battle um, Robert Tessier in a, in a roller skating dance-off martial arts fight.
1: And they'd be fine behind them. We don't know why, but that fire keeps like flaming up behind them each time they
0: fight. Yeah, but I'm going to correct the thing that I, I didn't like, that I thought could have been improved with Roadhouse. So Chevy Chase's character, we've not named him, have we? Oh, go on. Um, Olivier <laughs> Medusa. I was thinking Barry Sheckle. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, Barry Sheckle. Oh, I like Barry Sheckle. Um, uh, He lives it. he's got a skyscraper and he lives on the penthouse of that. And so (laughs) Chevy Chase is in office. Um, Robert Tessier is there. It's a big old office with lots of um, like, Smooth flooring, perfect roller skating material. And then we just cut to the the staff at reception, and one of them just looks up and sees across the road just Gary Busey rollers power skating yes. towards them. <laughs> and the doors are open, but Busey goes through the plate glass, and he's just as he roller skates past people, he's like punches a head off, rips out someone's ribs, breaks an arm, cuts someone's head off with a karate chop. He's just going past everyone. And there's just, it's just this escalating. We we'll get like someone, Tom Savini, just this exca- escalating series of practical gore gags as he's going through and just sticking his fingers into someone's chest, and you know he, he literally just uppercuts someone's and their heads explode like in scanners, um, and he's screaming the whole time. He goes in the lift, right? We then cut to like the second floor. There's a ping. He comes screaming out and just does that floor again. And he's going up and down the, all, every set. And there's, there's just blood flying on the window. And he eventually arrives at the penthouse. And Chevy yeah. Chase is like, has been watching the whole thing on closed circuit TV. And he's like, I've been expecting you. And then that's mm-hmm. when Robert Tessier comes out. And um, Robert Tessier is in like a leather thong. Um, and he's very oiled and he's on roller skates. Um and uh by this point, you know, most <laughs> most of Gary Vee, most of Gary closed clothes have fallen off at some point point. It's it just, <laughs> just just a
1: pair of pants. <laughs>
0: they have uh, <laughs> and then um, uh, Chevy Chase hits a button and the lights go down and dry ice comes out and they're I like the idea of this entire fight scenes in slow motion they're, they're skating around, they're all ghosting yeah. as they kind of pass like jousting as they pass there's a quick flurry of like or in normal motion of kung fu hits and they go back and they come back again there's another flurry and uh <laughs> um, uh it looks like Robert Tessier has got a few hits on in on Busey. Yeah. Um <clears throat> and Busey looks around, he's kind of stunned, and he looks towards Chevy Chase. And Chevy Chase just a, a big like, close-up of Chevy Chase's face laughing in slow motion. Um and we get a couple of flashes of Harry Dean Stanton, of Elizabeth Shue, of a bunch of roller skating men with their dicks out. <laughs> And, like, Busey's just incensed, and he charges at Robert Tessier, and as he goes past, <clears throat> they do that thing, like, in samurai movies, where they pass, and it looks like nothing has happened. And they yeah. turn, and Tessier turns with a grin on his face, and then Busey turns in a medium close-up and just holds up a spine with a skull on it. And Robert Tessier looks at it, and then suddenly realises he's got no spinal or skull on his body, and <laughs> he collapses. Um and then, they cut a really shit dummy like they just someone just dropped yeah like just rubbish rubber skin on the floor yeah absolutely and then Chevy Chase is like can't believe it so he he opens the, his drawer and in there is a is a silver revolver that he pulls out and just as he pulls it out buses on him buses on him like a like a panther just skates picks him up and just skates him out of the window so at this point the penthouse window smashes, and Busey is, is, is basically holding on to Chevy Chase and has just launched off the top floor of this skyscraper, yeah. and they're plummeting. And uh, um, we'll have them on a wire. Um, so bear in mind that that Busey's naked. The, the wire will basically essentially be uh, around his crotch with the pants over it. So it looks really weird and awkward and it's giving him a massive wedgie. And they're basically just turning like they're hung on a rope, like they're a shit Christmas decoration. Um, And Busey's punching Chevy Chase and Chevy Chase at this point, you know, Chevy Chase is famously quite difficult on set. He's, he's not part of the film anymore. He's wandered off set. So there's just a stunt man getting punched in the face while being hung six foot off the ground against a, a painted background and then um, Busey does one more Kung Fu hit <coughs> on Ch- Chevy Chase's throat and then pushes him off. And then we see Cherry Chase's body hit the ground. And again, just a dummy explodes all over the pavement. Yeah. And then we just cut to, to Busey just landing on his roller skates and skating off like he's just done a yeah. jump. He's fine. Um, Brilliant. And he skates off over the horizon. Um, <coughs> And then um, we cut back to Randy's rollers and everything's back as it should be there. The wet dicks are, uh, you know, going round uh, as they should be. Everyone's happy. Um, I like the idea. Can we have a cameo from a famous musician who's who's playing there? Um, Who's the guy that sung Kung Fu Fighting? is it carl, carl somebody carl douglas carl douglas it could be him or hot chocolate hot chocolate that yeah, yeah they're performing um and because uh, yeah i uh you sexy thing about i believe in miracles as uh you know elizabeth shoe's character just thinks Busey must have died and then he mm-hmm. roller skates in uh as you know uh you sexy thing is playing um and she looks at him and kind of smiles and relaxes. And then it cuts, it cuts to them skinny dipping, um, only in uh, a kind of muddy pool that's only kind of thigh high. So whenever they're stood up, you can just see, again, Fuse's <laughs> genitals. Um, and they just start rutting away in the mud as the credits roll. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, was, I was thinking as well,
1: when he rolls a off in the distance after the fight, that's yeah. where we caught. Call- we just have a freeze frame. Oh, yeah, actually, I like that, yeah. And it's just views it in, literally, just his ass, And he's just, there's a huge sun, and he's, he's like, in the freeze, and he's kind of in the middle of skating. But he's kind of, he's skating in a way that he, one of his legs is really high up. And yeah. see his arse, it's like, one yeah. testicle. And he's yeah. getting a credit along to it yeah. <laughs> along it. I still think... I say as one of as you know some Aces films have the still credits and the stuff rolling yeah. up, but then it has a little video screen next to it where stuff's still mm. going on in the film. Yeah, and that's where chocolate could come in.
0: Yeah, I still think it should be you, sexy thing, playing over the end. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so there we go. That's Neon Devils. Um, oh, why doesn't that film not exist?
1: <laughs> Are in Gary Busey as Jethro Kenko.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, I thought you said Death Row Kenko. I thought that Death Row was his nickname. Either or. Jethro or Death Row? <laughs> Jethro, Jethro, Death Row, Kenko. <laughs> yeah. Oh, perfect. Well,
1: also, I think just as an aside, because obviously yeah. in that era, kind of, you know, extreme sports, BMX, roller skating, was becoming a big thing. Just as the kind of you know, grunge before they kicked off. So could Gary Busey have launched roller skating discos in the yeah. by starring in a music video by an artist singing a song about the film?
0: Yes. Yeah. So how about we get hot chocolate to to write a song for <clears throat> the film? So they sing uh you say sing over the credits, but they maybe <laughs> appear earlier on with a song especially written for um um, this is called something I like fast love, or um, optics. <laughs> yeah, sex on wheels, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and Buse is in the music video. Yeah, absolutely, that'd be We're great. Just skating around
1: in circles behind them. Yeah. so they're playing on a stage, and yeah. he's just behind them, just skating around really fast. <laughs> yeah. or he thinks he's really fast, but he's not. He just skate
0: <laughs> around churning. <laughs> oh i just i just got these images of him skating up and down a hallway in an office building screaming and people on fire and everything and his clothes falling off oh it's a beautiful image beautiful image all soundtracks the sounds (laughs) of (laughs) crowd. oh Justice, justice, justice. justice. 101. 101. 101. 101. 101. 101. So that all that leaves us to do is to talk about the lessons we've all learned from watching uh Roadhouse um uh oh and give us a chance to calm down a bit and think about some of the more serious issues in the world. And, um, yeah, I know, I'm I'm exhausted. What do you feel is is the real takeaway from Roadhouse? Uh, If you were because, again, Dalton's out to seek his own justice. You know, he's trying to avoid it, but he's out to seek his own justice. He feels that this criminal who owns the police in the town as well uh, is going to get away with his his evil ways. So, yeah, what would you do in that situation, um, Dick? What would you do? I think,
1: well, if it was Ben Gazar, I know what I'd do. I'd just go to his house and just smash his little face. In. Mm. But obviously, uh, Swayze Dalton has got a bit more of a Zen like calm about him. Yeah. I,
0: I would probably fast that think- off. Don't yeah. <laughs> just go mental. Do just go in windmill punching. You know what? Yeah, just,
1: just actually, just if you' someone like that lives in the town and he's a yeah. shit back like Gazara, just use your
0: finishing move on him straight away. Yeah, don't Throw like, like the, out, the Yeah, rip his yeah. throat out. He comes up and says hello. He's like, bam, done. Yeah, problem solved. So that, Save all that. Lesson done. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in with the Dalton martial arts style, and <laughs> say that you know. You're going to use it quickly and effectively to deal with Mm. problems before they become problems. But I'm going to say that don't underestimate the power and and the tactical um, prowess of stuffed animals. Um, I think taxidermy should be in a list of skills for all justice seekers. Um, I'm not always saying you have to, you know, be ready with a polar bear, but you know, a squirrel on a stick you could hit some with that or um, a couple of hamsters with a chain like nunchucks um yeah. you know throw a stuffed badger at someone uh an owl in flight is quite intimidating yeah you strike some with that and then kick him in the nuts i think having an array of, of stuffed animals at your disposal um is always yeah. going to be effective yeah i think well
1: i quite like to kind of give him that time to think about his actions is he's got a three, three rule kind of pause, hasn't he? I think, isn't
0: it? Be nice. nice. It was be nice. Um, have your trousers up around your tits and just walk around your house naked all the time. I think with Dalton's three rules, I think ours would be quite similar. Yeah. Just, just not the be nice thing. Just all the trousers thing, just walk around naked. a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Is our rule. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think. Um, At least based on the evidence I've had from doing this podcast with you, that seems to be your default (laughs) dress. Yeah, yeah. so there we go everyone. Um, What more could you want from us, um, you greedy little pricks? Um, So Just to summarise what we've given the world tonight. So we've given them a rundown of of Roadhouse, possibly the greatest film about um, violent bouncers. Added some, uh, you know, keywords. We've done our civic duty by spreading knowledge across the web. Yeah. Um, we've um, pitched quite possibly, and quite tragically, the the best film that never existed. Yeah. Um, but it exists in all our minds and hearts. Yeah. I also, um, is that lingering thought of Gary
1: Busey's balls yeah. and arms constantly <laughs> on show?
0: Yeah. sometimes sometimes painted gold um, as well Um, and uh, finally we've given you some lessons that you should as justice seekers if you were ever wronged immediately rip someone's throat out and uh, as soon as you get home take all your clothes off and just wander around in the garden with everything hanging out cock an arse out for the world because that's what Dalton does and everyone wants to be Dalton don't they? take down <sighs>